This is The Big Sci-Fi Podcast. The biggest, most fun podcast in the galaxy. We're Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, and we love talking all things science fiction. This is season four, but our human adventure is just beginning as we gather around our computer consoles to discuss the science fiction of film, television, and literature. Join us on our quest for fun and fascination as we go where no podcast has gone before. Everyone has permission to come aboard the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, but make sure to find your seat fast because we're taking off in three, two, one. Hit it. This podcast is a part of the Trek Geeks Network. Greetings and hello. Welcome to another episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, the show where we get together with our friends and have really fun conversations about all things sci-fi. Today, I want to talk Transformers 1, and that's Transformers from 2007, and debate the quality of the film. Personally, I love it but it might very well be a moonfall. To help me answer this question and to debate the quality of Transformers 1 are my co-hosts who are joining me today, Adina Mignona. Hey, hey. And Brian Donahue. <laughs> hey, everybody. I think Adina's making fun of me for my Trek Long Island thing with Robin Curtis, but whatever. I'm, hey, this is Brian. I'm from Ohio, and the smoke is terrible here. Thanks, Chris, from Canada. We appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Always happy to help. I like that Canada that, that all of Canada is represented by Chris here right now to us. <laughs> so anything right. that Canada does, it's on me. I probably no. made it happen. No, we'll just we'll just kid around a lot and so what'd you guys do with Steve? Oh, I think he's last I heard he was trapped in Renaissance Venice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're but hoping last, he can get back in time. Last I heard, he's watching Star Trek in German. Oh. So maybe he made it back to the yeah. present. Cool. I don't know. I don't know what you two are talking about. He's on a trip in Europe, everybody. Okay? Just so you all know. Watching <laughs> Star Trek in German. Yes. Yeah, yes, indeed. It's just pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I would be falling asleep if I was doing that. So, uh, without further ado... Transformers, everybody. <laughs> Can I ask a question about? No, yeah, I'm part German. I just want a, everybody to know that. Well, okay, no offense same. to our German brother and sisters. Oh, same, same, same. <laughs> uh, but I have a, I have a question, a Transformers question, but it's a Star Ooh. Trek question, but it's a oh, Transformers what? question. Yeah, okay. is the reason that we're talking about Transformers because of Alex Kurtzman's connection to both? Uh, not entirely, but mm -hmm. I wanted to get into that. I forgot to actually make that a question. Uh huh. But I do find it so interesting how. Alex Kurtzman's involved in Transformers, and the way it's shot feels very J.J. Abramsy, even though it wasn't J.J. Oh, Abrams yeah. that directed it. And of course, there's the great Mrs. Starfleet Captain, and that like I was like blown away when that happened in the movie. <laughs> so, uh, I re I remember when Transformers came out. Chris, did you see this in the theater? Yeah, I did this when in the. Out? I saw it in okay. the theater. I saw the teaser okay. for 2009 with some of my friends okay. from high school. I was so excited, and my two friends were just like, "Ah, why is Star Trek coming out again?" <laughs> and I'm like, "This is cool. Come on." Well, I I did not see it in the theater. I saw it in at home on a rather large television with good sound. Um. But it is. I'm glad we're talking about this today because I think this film has a lot of fun stuff in it. Um, you know, there might be some, like any film, maybe some cringy stuff, maybe 
Why did maybe. You, do that? you know, there's maybe. definitely some cringe. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of cringe. Trying to Much be nice the at the movie. beginning, Adina. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, but I will. I do want to make a moonfall statement, Chris. Okay. Yes. This do it. is no moonfall. True. There's True. no risk True. of us giving you a hard time on this film like we well, did. Well, no, you not, can give me a hard bad. time. Not, not as, as bad. bad. Okay. <laughs> I think we'll get into that. So I'm taking it overall opinions are mixed to negative. Maybe? No, no, no. I would say mixed to positive. Okay. I'll, I'll, and, and, I hope so. I'll take and it. And I say I'll take that it. knowing, everyone needs to know, I am not a huge Transformer aficionado. I did not grow up watching the cartoons in the 80s. I did. And and so <laughs> I have nothing. I just saw a clip here or there, you know. Uh, for some reason, I wasn't interested in Transformers as a kid. Oh, it's because of this little thing called Star Trek. And so. Well, wait. There you go. Wait. So, so, and when we first, when, when Chris, you first also said we were going to you know talk about Transformers, my first thought was, oh, goody, goody, goody. We're going to talk about the 1986 animated film that had Leonard Nimoy in it. Right. Yeah. So, see? I, so ha, like, again, well, I did grow up watching Transformers, you know, in the, in the early eighties, I was a, definitely a fan of the show, you know, just cartoon show, just fun cartoon show. Uh, it was really cool. And then when the 1986 film came out i did i remember seeing that in the theater and i was aware of it was a cartoon Mm -hmm. it's an animated movie in the theater yeah Yeah. okay i thought it was all television no no there was it was a full-length animated movie and leonard nemo played galvatron and it's awesome and i think you can find it on i think it's on youtube you can easily find it because i wanted to i wanted to rewatch it but I had to spend my time watching the 2007 movie and then the second movie and cringe a little bit. Oh, you watched the second one. See, I was only trying to I was trying to say, let's just focus on the first one because oh, second I, one, you to watch the I understood that. Oh. Chris. Oh. I understood because that. second oh, one was not good. That was I, not, I think something inside of Adina said, I got to watch number two. But I don't know three. what happened, but I didn't make it to I didn't make it honestly, I didn't make it to the end just because of I was just so busy. And then I was just like, why am I forcing myself through this? Because <laughs> it was not yeah, it was not great. And then it was even more cringy. And that was the and that was actually yeah. I, I was it wasn't that bad in the first movie, but I felt it was much more bad in the and second. Then maybe we more should have done forced. three because three was actually good and Litter Nimoy is in three. And they watched The Wrath of Khan, or they mentioned the Wrath of Khan. Did not know that. Which is pretty I cool. Must not have and seen three then. I gotta I gotta fact check this, but I remember reading that the reason they called Spock Prime Spock Prime in two thousand nine is because he voiced Optimus Prime. Or there was that connection of or maybe he didn't voice him, but there was like some oh Spock was part of Transformers, Optimus Prime. Let's call Spock from the Spock that we know Spock Prime. But again, I don't I remember reading that. I don't know if that's fact. Mm. But it's interesting. interesting. But no, I, um, as a kid, like I heard about the Transformers. I know my uh, cousin was really into them, but I only watched, I saw it, I saw the trailer. I'm like, yeah, that looks like a fun movie. And then fell in love with the first one and tried to watch the second one a couple of times to see maybe it wasn't as bad as I remember. And it was bad. <laughs> Leonard Even with Nimoy Mark was Sentinel Prime, Optimus's oh, okay. predecessor. Right. Good. So that makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, overall thoughts, Brian, what were, what did you yeah. like about the movie? I 
first of all, the special effects are spectacular, especially yeah. when this film came out. I feel like they still hold up too. Yeah, they hold up mm-hmm. really oh, well. Yes, yes. Uh, just amazing. I think it was nominated for an Oscar for special effects, if I'm not mistaken. I know it, it looks like Adina's typing to figure uh, that out. Yeah. Um, but if if there weren't, they're certainly worthy. Of, I mean, it's just it's totally believable. I it looks like real machine parts changing in shape. You know, uh, I don't remember any times where I was like, "Oh, that looks too computer graph." You know, as sometimes films do, will will have those moments where you go, "That's uh, you know, unfortunately, that effect doesn't look as sharp as the others." I don't remember that in this film. Uh, I'm a Shia LaBeouf fan. I think mm-hmm. he's a pretty darn good actor. I know he's got, you know, stuff like we all do, but um, I think he did a fine job in this oh, yeah. film. I enjoyed it him. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, so you know, let me let ahead. me ask a question about about Shia LaBeouf. So mm-hmm. that, <clears throat> my husband and I, we were talking, we were having this conversation the other day, not specifically about him, but I, I brought him up as part of this. The whole concept of like what when you become aware of an actor versus like what makes them really like famous is this for Shia LaBeouf both where we became aware and what made him famous or was there something else he was in even stevens which uh which i don't know if that was in the u.s I but i don't even know what that is it was like a yeah, kid show stevens and yeah. it was just like him getting into the into a fight with his older sister and it was I don't want to say it was Malcolm in the Middle, but I always got the impression that it was like that kind of a show where it's just like he's a young kid growing up, dealing with young kid problems. He's in I think he was in middle school. Hmm. Um, So I remember him from that. And then being like, oh, my gosh, it's it's the kid from even Stevens now in a a, in a big movie. Okay, yeah, I'm looking. He was he was also in a film called Holes. Oh yeah, right. He was a holes. book, and I think yeah. that was actually his breakout role. That was what my husband if I said. Had to yeah. guess is yeah. is, and he was younger, but um, I think that because that film won some critical acclaim, I think, or garnered some critical acclaim and did reasonably well. Maybe, maybe not yeah, a blockbuster, the... but it was based off a popular book. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the book. And is I, really that's popular. when I first remember him and remembering people saying, "Oh, this young actor." coming up look out for him okay. uh and you know and and not to uh be neg he's he's been in some wonderful films and not so wonderful films i did not personally like him in the indiana jones film though that I was feel uh... like he had the fifth one i don't i don't feel like he had much of a spark in that film um but you know, I think that's true for every act. I, I don't think I don't know if I know an actor that every single film they're in is a home run, you know, mm-hmm. that that their performance is supposed to blow you away. So but I loved I liked him in this film. I thought he was a mm-hmm. good lead actor to be to be interacted. Um yeah, also he was like Josh was Josh Domey or, or how do you oh, say uh, Dumel or something? Dumel, Josh Dumel. Uh I really like him. I've liked a lot of stuff he's been in. Um, yeah, yeah. So. He's always someone that I enjoy. Oh, he, he was comes fun. On. Yeah, I loved him. For me, it was like, as much as I love the other characters, it's the parents who are the standout. Like, I just love every time they're on screen. <laughs> and the car stuff at the beginning yep, cracks yep. me up every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like and I got to uh, say... Dad, you must be kidding me. You're not getting me a Porsche. <laughs> I'm joking. He's You're like, not getting I'm a Porsche. I'm joking. That's, that's exactly <laughs> something that we would do with our team. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. I also got to say, 
I I just think Optimus Prime is is one of the coolest made up characters in science fiction, fantasy, whatever you want to call this. I just I say it's so iconic, mm-hmm. and the voice is oh, the voice mm-hmm. is good up there with James Earl Jones, Darth Vader. You know, like just that iconic, and they made him look so stinking cool in this film. Like mm-hmm. they did a good job, in my opinion, with Optimus Prime. They had to get that right. Mm-hmm. If they got Optimus Prime wrong, oh, I don't, I don't think the film does as well, and we don't have whatever how many they've made twenty. Oof, since, there's a know? lot now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So well, this is. And, oh yeah, sorry. Go well, ahead. I was gonna say again for those of us who grew up watching it. I mean, the show is about that, and <clears throat> the movie, and the show is about them. So yes, you have human characters. You need you need some of that too. But yes, the the Transformers, especially right, Optimus Prime has to be. Yeah. He has to be perfect. Bumblebee was cu- cool too. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Bumblebee was interesting. Like I felt the voice gag, like the fact that he. This, I can't remember if he. Like I just saw it last week, but the the voice gag is funny for a while. But I feel like he doesn't ever actually get to speak in the later movies. Even though we're not talking about the later ones, it's like the mm-hmm. voice gate goes on a little too long. I was wondering oh, really? about that. Having yeah. not seen the later movies, I was wondering how how long they would carry it on. It, it definitely worked for a full movie, for sure. Mm. I, I remember yeah. seeing one for sure and two and going, oh my gosh. Sorry, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> um, but uh, I haven't watched any any of them after that. But kind of watching this again made me want to maybe jump a, past two. I think Let's see what's up because I think cause... you're safe to watch three again, maybe four. Okay, was decent, but three was good. I remember li- liking three, but one thing I've been dying to ask, and I have to ask you this as Americans, with all due respect. Yes, how did course. you feel about the? Because I I I get hyped up when I watch the movie, even though I know all the military and the American flags are a little gratuitous. How did that make <laughs> you feel every time they were like doing all that stuff? So I'm going to be honest, <laughs> yeah, I pro- be honest. And this is probably because I'm American. I don't really notice it. It's just, it's not, it, it's probably not as noticeable because I am American. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I do have a, uh, if you're putting an American centric thing in front of me, I'm not going to notice unless I'm sitting there with somebody who's not American. Mm. You know, if you put something that is not American centric, you know, so then yes, I'll I'll notice. So, so it's. Weren't the major battles on American soil? Yeah, they were on American Mm -hmm. soil. So why would there not be American military? So, so I guess that's, that answers a question for me. When they're out at sea, that's Mm -hmm. that's international waters. That's true. But, but I guess, I guess. There is, I think we can be big enough to admit, you know, America is kind of the center of the world, or we think we are, okay? <laughs> right, yeah. Think I, think, <laughs> I think we think we are. I think, uh, obviously, being one of the top three major powers in the world, if not the top, is a part of that. And I think we have just an entertainment s- system that still portrays that most of the time most of the time in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, when you're talking fantasy films and stuff like this, like 
You know, I mean, look at Independence Day. We've you brought this. Oh up yeah, Independence for sure. Day, I love you know, that like in Independence Day. America, and I don't have a problem with it, but I do find it right. interesting. But you let know, me not ask being American myself. Yeah, so not mm-hmm. being American. Let, let me let's ask the question the other way around. Mm. Redo the film. Everything is pretty much the same. The script is the mm-hmm. same. Pretty much everything is the same. But instead of the American military leading the charge and this being a very you know the Canadian military. See, here's the issue with that. As much as I want to say, absolutely, do it that way. We have to mm-hmm. show support for the Amer- or for the Canadian military, which I do support. Sure, but the American military, there's like, well, there's something I, that's like more hype worthy about it because no, I've seen I, it in so many movies. Yeah. I think like, we also have, we, we do for real have the infrastructure the and resources. Military. So what I'm saying is, is if you did this and made this a Canadian, you know, Canadian centric and Canadian. Mil- it, it was like the, it wouldn't make sense because I don't think that you have that kind of infrastructure that is shown in the film. We have the in, that yeah. infrastructure, so it's more mm-hmm. believable. It's similar to you now. So I'm kind oh, of yeah, also sure. saying, in a way, yes, we are one of the mm-hmm. in the Western world, we are the biggest you know power in that regard. So when you have a movie like this, of course, it's going to be American centric because it doesn't make sense. You're not going to have this. Mm-hmm. Same they go? thing with yeah. someone oh, else. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the only reason... Oh, yeah, so go ahead. No, you go ahead, Chris. I'll, I'll the reason I was thinking you. about this more intensely this time is because I listened mm-hmm. to another podcast and they're talking about Armageddon and they are pointing out the same thing. But what's funny is they're all Americans and they all live in San Francisco mm-hmm. and they were commenting, even being Americans, like, man, there's a lot of American flags and there's a lot of well, really intense, like, oh, it's the freedom and the independents who are doing right. it. And well, like, but, again, I don't have an issue again, with it. I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just found yeah. it interesting that they were bringing it up, being American. And I'm like, well, to me watching it, that's like most, of course, it's going to glorify America because it's an American movie. And it's and, our space shuttle they're launching. <laughs> yeah. And from like, as much as I'd like to say, like, you're right. We're a very small military. I mm-hmm. think the only way it could work, is, like even I was thinking about this would be an interesting take on Independence Day, is to have... Like, while the rest of the movie is going on, maybe you have the Canadian military doing some smaller scale mission, mm. or maybe they're joining forces. Mm-hmm. But um, but I was just I was just curious, again, not criticism, but for right, me, right. Being a Canadian, seeing like Josh Dumel and the gang getting off the airplane with the <laughs> with the Transformers theme, it's like it's um goosebumps inducing where it's like this is really right, cool. right. i'm in yeah. i'm pumped i mean i'm sorry i'm pumped <laughs> You're yeah. but so. i mean it's not surprising to me that you know there are there are uh you know americans who will look at that and be like we're we're waving our own flag too much i mean there are and i run into this especially given my employer i work for one of the largest defense contractors and people don't understand what that means and what we do and so, and and so, people are, um, what's the word? Upset or not mm-hmm. necessarily supportive? And, and you know, so when the rest of the world, I'm going to say, sees a movie that is very American centric and everything, don't lump all of Americans into. Yes, every American isn't sitting there waving the flag and mm-hmm. going rah rah. <laughs> like it's, it couldn't be like we are. We are. One of the reasons why there is so much strife in our own country is we are so diverse. We are mm-hmm, so right. geographically diverse. We are culturally diverse. We are just, there is so much diversity at so many different levels. So 
I, you know, th- that's one of the things to, that to me is hard to explain when I've, when I've been overseas is that you can't, and, and again, everyone does this. Everyone lumps every other group. You know, we all think all Canadians drink beer, say a boot mm-hmm. and are polite. And of course, say not everyone, a boot. Yeah, a boot. Like it's instead of a boot. We, you're we talking a boot something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're talking about. Exactly, what you're talking about. Exactly. But you know, we so <laughs> everyone does this to everyone else, um, just to kind of have a mental model is you know, people are get reduced to um, you know, caricatures and uh, uh what's it called? You know, people people know, stereotypes. stereotypes. Yeah, stereotypes. Yeah. yeah, people get reduced to stereotypes. So I, I feel like other people, you know, so we are the subject of stereotypes just as much as anybody else. And I think we get stereotyped as all these flag waving, gun toting, right. and and we are not. Well, I think <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. too, just just there's one major contributing factor as to why we see that in films coming out of a out of Hollywood is money. Americans are buying tickets first for these. They've got that to too. do well in the states, um, and if they don't, then they're they're not going to make it in other world markets unless it's mm-hmm. a, it's a weird, you know, a weird genre or category, or whatever, a film that will do well outside of the states. So, you know, it's got to sell, and yeah. there's still enough Americans that want to see that stuff and get excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I just, but I just even, but I think it's still the does it make sense? Like, again, it, it's like, does it make sense to have? Yeah. So, you, again, if you were to say that this is this is a, a movie taking place in Canada and, again, the Canadian military. Mm-hmm. So for someone like me, it's not that I wouldn't it, it doesn't bother me that it would be Canadian, but it wouldn't hold together because they don't have that infrastructure. So the movie to me falls apart. Yeah. Even, you try to do that. It even, is not. Yeah. Even visually, because I don't know how to work because I can't think of our equivalent of the Pentagon. Like in Transformers, one of the things I love, even though it's a minor thing, I'll never get tired of really epic shots of the Pentagon. And then, you know, what's his <laughs> right. name? Um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, who comes in? He's the Secretary of Defense mm. in the movie. He comes in and he's like, "You're so young." Wednesday guy. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. No, I'm talking about Transformers. Now. Oh, wait, Transformers. Uh, where he's like, they're so young. I just feel like all of those things work better in the American, like, because the Pentagon yeah, is hey, cool. Yeah. The mm-hmm. White House is cool. Iconic. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's iconic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which I feel like we don't have that same. You have the Space Needle thing. and a lot yeah. of moose. Yeah, they're okay. I mean, they can wreck your car. So I think, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but if yeah. it, it's been a while. So my first husband was Canadian. Mm-hmm. And when we divorced, what I got took away in the settlement was the right to make fun of Canadians for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah, my you goodness. You can do that. You it's know what not... else Canadia has, Adina? Did you say Canadia? You know, you know, <laughs> did, no, did I? He I said, did. I thought you he said Canadia. Did. He did. Do you know what else Canada has, <laughs> Adina? What? Are they Christian have a lot? Fox. They have Christian Fox and yeah. his new fiance, Dale. Shout out. To I mean, no, and shoot, don't get me wrong. I do the time that I've spent in Canada. It, it's beautiful. And everyone really, really, everyone actually is really nice mm. and really polite. I still and, disagree. Okay. I'm, well, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, I appreciate know, sure. it. I appreciate and the sense of it. it. It's actually similar to when people tell me that New Yorkers are not nice. It's like, no, New Yorkers are actually really, really nice, but not, you know, not everybody. But no, I, I do. I, I love, I love Canada, but it is fun to. 
again, it's what I took away in my divorce. Oh, so I yeah, might as well sure. use it. And I right? take no, like, yeah, it's it's fine. But all of but, our favorite, so many of our favorite actors started and actresses this, come. <laughs> yeah, I, this is this is all good. This is right. This is what you get. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel the same way. Like, I love Canada, but I'm like, man, I wish we were slightly more epic when it came to movies and that I wish people could have the same, like, Independence Day would not work if it was the Parliament Hill being destroyed by the alien ship. So what? there you go <laughs> but yeah. so now i want to pivot back to transformers we're talking about the pentagon <laughs> and the secretary of defense how do you feel about the number of different characters that get introduced in the movie does that work for you or are there too many only I, a couple of them matter yeah. so i think it's okay I, I think we see that in a lot of films action films characters yeah. coming in and out i think it's just the genre that to tell the story sometimes they need a bunch of people because half of them are getting killed off as they're running away mm. from the danger or running towards the danger you know um so i think it's just the nature of an action film is that sometimes you just have a, you're introducing new characters all the time hopefully connecting them in one way or another to the audience before they get blown to smithereens mm. you know so or lost or whatever, you know. So I liked a young Anthony Anderson. He's funny. <laughs> he was the hacker. Oh, he was yeah, playing yes. the hacker friend. Oh yeah, yeah, that was great. See, I see I thought there was too many, but I felt for the most part they succeeded in that eventually all the groups would come together and they'd all mm -hmm. contribute to the solution. Mm -hmm. But even so, like my only issue I'd say when it came to that are like the hackers like having the Australian hacker and having Anthony Anderson, that was great. But then like the two other random hackers show up and go, oh, the Koreans aren't smart enough for that or something like that. Or the Iranians aren't smart enough. It just seemed like, okay, those were throwaway characters. But I thought for the most part, they did a pretty good job of making them all seem logical. Yeah, it was okay. With the okay. exception of the, the Megan Fox situation, which I guess we can talk about. Yeah. <laughs> at how she was utilized in the film. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't, I, it, listen. <laughs> Beautiful gal. Right, yeah. Sure. But I I, I have a problem with this in American entertainment. Mm-hmm. Because we, because we say we're so sensitive mm -hmm. about women's rights, about... Um, Treating women with respect, we take rape supposedly very serious in this mm -hmm. nation, mm -hmm. maybe not as serious as we should. And I, you know, we, we, I don't know, we, we're saying they... we're past all that, but mm -hmm. our film, our music, everything mm -hmm. is selling with sex all yep. the time. Yeah. And so it's hard. I mean, I mean, I gotta say, that's that's one thing I'm that frustrates me, not just as a pastor. But as an American, that we say on one level, on a political level, this is who we are. And we honestly, like we say we're, you know, Hollywood actors are constantly saying we got to got to make guns illegal. But yet they go and star in films like this where they're shooting guns mm -hmm. all over the freaking place. Mm -hmm. So there is this hypocritical side to this. And I know. There's a level. It's definitely true on on a lot of levels. Sex sells. I just I, I just thought it was on this film and a lot of other Holly American mm -hmm. Hollywood films and television were 
I still think we have a long way to go on how we portray women respectfully. Um, and this is a film that kind of, I know a lot of people were like, this is some of the cringeworthy, like, come on. It's like some good choices where they give her good character stuff. It's like, let's have her character stuff. Like, let's have her be a mechanic. Let's have her really know how to, you know, fix an engine. Great. What a good character trait. But then they, the way they shoot it with Mm -hmm. her just, it's like, okay, that's... It's the, now, totally the, the, the one the thing point. I'll say about this, though, is it was 16 years ago. And if we look at what's on TV and in the movies right now, and especially this is one of the things I love about Star Trek, look at the new uniforms that they're giving the characters, mm-hmm. you know, and look at some of the characters that they're casting, you know, Tilly. Like, I, mm-hmm. I love that. So I think there are parts of hollywood that are improving because this this is already this is 16 years ago so which is i feel like a long time ago yeah it, so, it's but I, but again this is that this is the reason why i had a hard time watching the second movie more than this one because it was i feel like it was worse because oh, now they do, yeah because it was a lot worse the character you know sam is in college and it's like talk about stereotyping college co-eds like in the worst ways possible. Like, so to me, it was, it was even, it's like, take what you were just saying, Brian, and then just make it that, that much worse. And right. it was, it was terrible. Um, but one of the things, and what's really gets me with the writing of the the character is because, yeah, they gave her some interesting stuff. She knows how to fix cars. And for mm-hmm. the reasons, you know, her dad was a car, you know, Maybe they're not great reasons, but for, that makes it her interesting. But then they 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 put in like the shallowest bit there. Okay, fine. Seventeen year old guy wants a girlfriend and wants a pretty girlfriend. You know, like. But then she like like she even said, "Do you think I'm shallow?" You know, and like oh, they're yeah, in cla- and they're in classes together for years, and she doesn't know who he is, and like very stereotypical, very. It was very shallow, and it's like, why? You, you didn't yeah. like you. You could have put her in normal clothing and just been a little better. Yeah, and but it's interesting. I think it's got. I think today, if you look at some things coming out today, things are a little bit better. Yeah, and it's interesting you bring up the sixteen years ago because it's like, yes, if I do the math, it's sixteen years. But I'm like in my head, I'm like, but it's still two thousand seven. Like, there's no excuse mm-hmm. in two thousand seven. I could see if it was in the eighties, but. No, to have not... a 2007 film it's just like it just i remember it was really like people when yeah. it came out people were like whoa this is problematic yeah no i'm not saying what I'm, what I'm saying is i'm not i'm not saying oh in 2007 we should have known better i'm mm-hmm. just saying is it's been 16 years and i think yeah. there has been a little bit of oh there has been a huge that, that, that's what sure. i'm saying oh, no okay. I, yeah, yes I see. in 2007 they sure certainly should like, have what? known better but that was but it's been 16 years I, I think if it's better, it's a tad better. But I think because of con- some concerted effort by a couple few genres in Hollywood that are producing stuff, I think I think there's still. I mean, you can't turn on television without it everywhere, and so mm-hmm. you know, I just I think, and I know it's a part of our lives. I'm not saying that, but it's just I I think this movie, and I think maybe. Again, I don't. Is the film judged too harshly because of this issue? Maybe because I I, did they really do anything that was much different from anything else? Even just trying to play devil's Mm -hmm. advocate here, 
no. I don't I don't know if they did. I think what maybe was part of the issue was um she was being portrayed as a teenager, right? But no, she was being portrayed as a shallow, cringy teen. Like she was yeah. not being no, she was not being portrayed as a teenager. She was being portrayed as like the the mm. the worst part of being a hot girl teenager. Like no, mm-hmm. not that that was she's not being a normal teenager, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the fact that they she was a teenager in the film, and that's what she was <laughs> playing, right? So yeah. portraying a, a minor with such a heavy sexual part of that character was that part of what what kind of made people go ah come on to me my impression was it was just like yeah if you want to have epic shots of you want to be michael bay and you want to have epic shots of the pentagon and the transformers do that but when you try and apply that same cinematography to megan fox as she's standing over the hood of a car it's like that that's when it becomes creepy and my takeaway was always not even yeah not so much Mm -hmm. so much her character traits i always got the impression it was the way she was filmed yeah, but looking at it now, it's like yeah, I think oh, I think it's both. Character. Like mm-hmm. the fact that he literally did a presentation in front of the class that I would, if I was there, I'd, I'd remember it. It was funny. Mm-hmm. He was trying to sell stuff. Like she was in the front row. Mm-hmm. I that's a yeah, little strange like, that you it, don't it's remember. A too, so, it's a little yeah. too much. A little yeah. too much. I have a question, Chris. Can I interject a question here? Yeah, do it. How many? Star Trek connections are there in this film when it comes to actors? Uh, actors. There might be a couple surprises. I'm looking at the uh, cast list. I'm trying to think if I get the Are you looking at the head. cast list? You know, I should pull that I out. I am, but okay. I'm not seeing Santiago Cabrera. Well, I'm not seeing that. Where is he? Is in this film. Why am I not seeing that? I don't know. And I love him. I love him so um, much. Kelsey Grammer. Where, where, where was he? Oh, you know, where, where, where are you looking? What oh, are you looking Admiral at? Archer was, or not Admiral Archer. Uh, Admiral Forrest was in the, mo- yep. in the movie mm-hmm. at the very end. Yep. Robert Foxworth. What Fox are you looking worked. at that I'm not looking at? I'm looking at the Wikipedia. I just, Google, I just Googled. I'm not uh, looking at Wikipedia right now. Okay. Let me see. Good IMDb. So are you looking at connections with the franchise or connections with the specific Transformers, Transformers movie? Transformers cast. Oh, maybe he's in a different Transformers film. Because I'm just looking at the first movie. No, this is... Uh, yeah, this is what I'm... He could have been a voice. Maybe I gotta look we're, at IMDb. We're to edit out all our quiet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure Next out. The question. one I remember was uh, Admiral <laughs> Forrest is a random person that the secretary was communicating with. Uh, yeah. Next question. Yes. So, okay, we got to... Actually, first, let's talk about the parents. How did we? I know you guys enjoyed them, but did you have any other thoughts about the parents? They they were good comic relief. Like, as parents here yeah. yourself, like being actual parents, do they? No, <laughs> they I realistic. Think, I think no. I think the... unfortunately, like Megan Fox, there's some stereotypes and yeah. dumbing. Like I hate it when film makes parents out to be idiots. I, I and morons. And I don't know if they went all the way with this, but there was there was those. It was like, uh, you know, they're. I, I think as a parent of a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, I, w- I don't want my kids watching something where, you know, oh, parents are always idiots. And so, so frankly, some of the Disney shows they watch, the parents are morons. They're treated mm-hmm. very disrespectfully and act, always, you know, not listened to and all that. So 
That, so, that angle I don't like, but they were it, hilarious, and was it, I think the film needed them. Was it them not noticing what was going on with the Transformers in the backyard that you found them really dumb? Like Phineas yeah. and Ferb level, where they just don't notice what their kids are doing, or what what aspect specifically? I, I well, I think that that was like that was good comic relief. I'm like it, you know, it, it was ridiculous. The whole, I mean, come on, mm-hmm. they're coming from outer space, turning into cars, and trans- it's ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Everything robots. about it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Willing suspension of disbelief. So that's just that's just one example where it's like, come on, that thing's making way more noise than that in your backyard. The house is shaking. The house is rumbling a little bit, you know. Um, so that kind of basic stuff drives yes. me nuts. But well, that that. So I don't. I, I you know. So they were comic relief, clearly, and I didn't. It didn't didn't bother me anywhere near as much as the Megan Fox stuff bothered me. And yeah, it's kind I of funny because one hundred percent, yeah, because. As a as a parent too, honestly, sometimes seeing that in in shows or film, I, it it really doesn't bother me. And that that does not. Uh, I've never. I don't think I've ever said to myself, "I don't want my kids watching something because of the way the parents are." And that just might be just because I don't. Again, well, Frank, who's older, you know, we're past. He he knows what's up. He he you know he can watch that. And it, I know it's not going to affect how he, you know, talks to me. Right, right. Um, and my younger one is just too young to watch that anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I don't that part I don't worry about. But the the Megan Fox stuff does bother me. I think more as a because again, I feel like my entire life I've been bar- bombarded by like the messages. Oh, you don't yeah. look like that. Mm-hmm. You know, my whole mm-hmm. life, like, and so longer than you know. So I've I've only been a parent for thirteen years, but I've been a woman for almost fifty, yeah, sure. and I feel like fifty years of being told you don't look like that. Oh, you don't look like that. Oh, you don't look like that. Oh, you don't look like that. You know, like so. It how do we stop it? Do I, I think that's I well, think that's an interesting question, and one of the major one of the best answers is stop going to see films that portray women like this. Well, and this is why I'm giving Star Trek, you know, current Star Trek, right. a lot of props. Mm-hmm, Tilly, mm-hmm. Lizzo in Star Wars. Yep. Lizzo was gorgeous in oh, was Star she Wars. In, um, Mandalorian. Uh huh. Okay, yep. I'm still not you know, there yet. Do continue to do that. I need you know, to. Like, oh, that's how you do it. And and even movies like if you look at a movie, this we've talked about. I, Pitch Perfect is one of my favorite like non science fiction mm. movies. Mm-hmm. There, you get a mix of women. They're all different. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're different. And and that's what we need is like show the like show the rainbow of differentness. So you're not focusing on just one thing. And so so there are so that's what I'm saying. I think. Currently, if I look at the current landscape of stuff and what I see, and when we see Picard, we see Michelle Hurd kicking butt mm-hmm, and, and being mm-hmm. a strong, you know, like, so I think there is currently today a lot more goodness than there mm-hmm. had been. It's not, okay. is it perfect? No, especially it's mm-hmm. it's not perfect because when Lizzo was in Mandalorian and all the crud that some people are, are like, but it's just more reason why we need to keep putting her in stuff like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the parents thing, not being a parent myself, <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't, I wasn't bothered by them being dumb in that sense mm-hmm. where I feel like I see where I get more bothered is like, if I, like even I watched, I just watched spider verse or uh, into the spider Verse or oh, across the spider verse on the weekend. I loved love it. that. It was loved amazing. It so much. But I know, and this is not even its fault. This is like most superhero shows. Where I'm like, I can guarantee you, 
within 10 minutes of me becoming Spider-Man, my mom would be like, yeah, you're Spider-Man. I know. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. parents would know that thing. So I that's yeah. where I find it's harder to disbelieve, even though I know they needs to happen for a plot reason for that to be the conflict. Um, but I feel like that's where it gets where I'm bothered where, okay, the parents should be smarter than this. Mm-hmm. Whereas Transformers, I thought it was fine. Yeah, a little goofy that they wouldn't realize that there were giant robots in the yard. Mm-hmm. But to me, all of their the thing I enjoyed about them was that they were always I love that push and pull where they would try and discipline him, but then there was like always a funny back and forth. And it's like, you're grounded. And it's like, no, no, don't worry, Dad. I'm gonna do the trash. I'm gonna do everything. And then a whole like bit around walking off my you got to walk on my path, stay off my grass and their little banter. I always enjoyed. Um, but so, I never was really bothered by them being a little bit clueless. Yeah. So, so I agree that if, if, if Frank were to be a superhero tomorrow, there's no way I'm not going to know, know this. So yeah, I gonna think, know within like, yeah, a minute. so I think that unless yes, he's got the ability to control well, your mind. Well, so, well, there's a couple, <laughs> there's a couple things there. Um, one, Sorry, I'm just like I'm trying to be serious for a second. Sorry, but, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. But there, there's a couple nuances there. There's one, I think this is one of the reasons why a lot of superheroes have tragic stories with their parents. So their parents aren't around. Like, look at Batman. Mm-hmm. Parents aren't around, right? So now the Spider-Verse stuff, parents are around. I think you just do have to like kind of accept that in this you know the story they're just not gonna you you just kind of have to accept it but then the third thing is while i had parents that fairly that knew generally what was going on in my life and i know what's going on my kids there are a lot of people out there that don't pay attention to their kids and don't know their kids and wouldn't know what was going on with their kids i had Mm. um especially and i know this to be true because i had some friends in high school especially who were using drugs and their parents did. I I know their parents did not know. You know, mm-hmm. so like there there are a lot of unfortunate situations out there. Um, right. You know, so you know, so there's yeah. a, there's a spectrum. So in the context of a show, I'm willing to believe that the parents don't know. Yes, mm-hmm. in in Transformers, it's a little comedy ridiculous. In mm-hmm. Spider Verse, it's kind of hard to believe. Although he's at the age where he is, he spends his week at school. Mm-hmm. He, he's in boarding school basically during the week he's not around his parents a lot you know so yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah yeah that's true yeah this yeah, is as long hard. as we don't talk about Worf and alexander no i, I didn't bring let's it up. not go I there let's not go i didn't there. bring it up <laughs> i just want the, the audience to know i did not bring it up that's right so okay now now this is this is mostly for Brian, but of course everyone oh, can okay. chime in. Okay. The so score. I'm gonna answer first. <laughs> okay. Do the it. score. No, no, no. The score. The Transformers score. The rating of the film. No, no. Like, sorry. The 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 film oh, the, score. The like, music. Like the music. Oh, yeah, okay. the music. I thought we were already rating. I'm like, wow, Chris oh, is ending no, no. this early tonight. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the music. <laughs> Let me take a sip of my Kool Aid here. Okay. I didn't Everybody, notice the Brian's music. Taking a sip. I'm just gonna tell you right now while he's sipping. Adina, I didn't notice you didn't it. Notice? You didn't notice? No. Like when they come okay. to Earth. So like that I opening have, score. <laughs> I have I have two Outrageous. things. I need to respond to Adina, Chris, before I answer your question. So Adina. Yes. Shame. Sorry. On you. No. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> not really. We talked about this. You should. Yeah, and I just, you were going to listen more. I know. So, I know. So, so I think also, though, what this means, Chris, to answer your question in a roundabout way to start, 
is the score did its job for Adina. The score didn't stand out so much that it got in the way. Mm-hmm, she probably right. felt most of the things that the filmmakers wanted her to feel at different parts of the film. And even though she maybe not be conscious that, that the music did that, the music helped do that along with this film had to be so heavy sound effects. Obviously it was mm-hmm. heavy special effects. Um, that all I noticed. Those, that, yeah, all those things for crying out loud. All those things, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, put into it. And so she was able to just watch the film. And so I think the score did its job probably for most people. Now, for guys like you and me, Chris, who liked, who are a little bit nerdy when it comes to film scores and like to buy them separate from the film. Uh, I know some people that think I'm totally ridiculous for why would you separate? How possibly good could that be in entertaining? Um, but this score, I think, was pretty fantastic. It was epic in all the right places. It was emotional and soft in all the right places. Like, like I just, I felt like it was really well done. And I've listened to this score a few times through the years too, um, without the film. And mm-hmm, it's too. it's engaging for me as a film score fan. Yeah, because that's how I feel. Because like, and I guess part of it is because I did listen to this a lot, and I should put it back on my playlist. I just have to see if I can find the song, but it's probably on Apple Music. But like that, are, their score specifically for when they're arriving, like it was called the arrival to Earth, when they're crashing, and yes, like you know yep. the one little girl's outside. She thinks it's the Tooth Fairy. That score was phenomenal, and I'd always play that. That'd be um. Was always in rotation on my mm-hmm. playlist, um, so I noticed it. But for me, it was just like it was the perfect thing to get you hyped. And like when the transformers are coming, even the beginning, where I find the beginning monologue is a little bit cheesy, but then it's saved for me when you hear the score. Mm-hmm. So I love the score, and I'm like, that was like, I don't. I'm trying to remember if it shows up in the other ones. I think it does. But I know in the later ones, it's like, okay, this is the thing that makes the movie even better. Like, even though the other ones are not that great, but you've got the score. I, it was fantastic. I, I think you're right, Chris. And uh, I was glad to see that question on your list of questions for us, because this is it's a film worth talking about that. And I, I think for me, there's, uh, you know, as as a film I would say I'm an amateur connoisseur of film. I don't, I don't think I know all the films. I haven't seen all, you know, all the, what you're supposed to watch through the years. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like I have something to say about scores and this was rocking. This was good. This did this film really well. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think like watching it again, I think it does the perfect thing where it gets you in it's exciting. It works with the movie, but it doesn't overstay its welcome. There's times where you could maybe hear a score too many times, but it also felt yeah. like it wasn't too little. So we weren't like, I wish they would have used the score more. It was a good combo. I agree. Um, I agree. Cause, cause that's something we talk about in films is, I mean, even let's just take star Wars, for example, it's got several different themes weaved in and out of it throughout the film and it builds and builds until an appropriate moment. Um, you know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. Star Trek films have that, especially Jerry Goldsmith um, soundtracks do. Uh, James Horner is a master at doing that too. Uh, I mean, there's so many film composers that are. Um, that's that's what they have to do. But 
the ones we remember, the themes we remember, the melodies we remember are things that are weaved in and out different ways. And then at the right time grows and is built upon. Um, and I think that's done well here in this film. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I have a silly question before we get onto like the last couple of serious ones, the teeth. Did anyone, did you guys notice the teeth at all? How no. white the teeth were? Nope. Nope, I didn't see the oh. question until after you know I, oh, yeah. I saw that after, question I after, after, after I watched the movie. So I thought there was a risk of of not noticing that. No, I didn't. I didn't notice. No, nope, did not notice it. <laughs> yeah. If you watch it again, or if you, like, this is something again. I don't want to like. I know Dean. I don't want I'm to put you through this again. again. But well, if you there's ever just do... too many. No, no, there's just too many things to to watch. If, oh yeah. So that, to oh, me, yeah, that's how sure. I like. You know, um, yeah. That that's how I judge for me like whether a movie is good like do i want to watch it again or how you know under what circumstances would i watch it again from from now on chris i'm watching for teeth i'm watching for for ridiculously white teeth an audience if you're listening to this and to comment let us know did you notice the teeth because there's so many scenes where you know especially at the beginning everybody is sweaty and they're coming (laughs) back from the long mission and they're talking, but the teeth are just so white, so perfectly clean. And I don't know if that's a Michael Bay thing, because there's right. that, that famous story about Armageddon where he had to get, um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Oh, Ben Affleck. Yes. Okay. Where yep. like they had to, he got him to replace his teeth with uh, veneers. And that was a real thing he did because he didn't like Ben Affleck's teeth. So actually, I don't know if that's because it seems I think to be that might extreme. correlate into that. I think yeah. there might be some connection there. I wonder. I wonder if yeah. Michael Bay likes white shiny teeth. They look better on the big screen. Yeah. So or that was something you can overdo it, as we did see in the Friends episode. I think oh, it was called yeah, the one Ross with Ross's teeth. Yeah. 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 That's too much. So okay, now <laughs> what were like aside from the Megan Fox situation? Aside from the parents, what were some of your biggest complaints with the movie, the things where you're like, why did they make that decision? I mean, I think that, I think those are the biggest complaints. I don't think I had really um, anything else. I mean, I get, I really like the Autobots, you know, the Transformers themselves are Mm -hmm. were really cool. Uh, And I was okay with how the things played out with the other people helping the DOD. Like they had like the, you know, the, the younger intern, I I don't, I didn't get a sense of what their actual position was, but like the interns, like the one girl that was figuring stuff out. Oh, I think they were like, so the impression I always got was that they were really good hackers or they knew about signal analysis. So they called them in, even though they weren't working for the DOD, but I guess they had heard about them. Well, no, no, not not that group, but the people that were in, what was the, the, the girl who knew Anthony Anderson's character. What was her? I'm trying to on her, her name. I thought she, she was, was just like the Australian accent. Yeah, I thought it was just that she was a really good like at signal analysis. I don't know if it's for NSA yeah. or some other department. And they're like, oh, we have to call in the best people that we know. Right. Were but she wasn't good analyst. I mean, was that, was that I it? I think so. That was the impression they, I got. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. What was I going to say? Uh, like I yeah, I thought all the characters were good. I mean, I love I love Sector Seven and their whole shtick. I never get tired of control room scenes. Mm-hmm. Right, that's always a right. lot of fun. You're always talking about that. Yeah, they're just so well shot. But did you find? Because I know one of the other criticisms of, especially, I think of the later ones too. But I know this when it first came out, people were 
saying that it was too hard to follow sometimes when the Autobots were fighting. And it was hard mm-hmm. to sometimes tell the difference between the Autobots and the Decepticons. Did you have that issue? I could see that. Um, but at the same time, though, it's just awesome when these guys are fighting in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, I, it's just to me, it's a, sometimes action is that way by nature. It can be so fast. And nowadays, you know, action in the 2000s compared to action even in the 90s is different. In the 90s, you still had, even if the camera moved, it was pretty smooth. Now you've mm-hmm. got a guy, they're intentionally making the camera a little more, uh, you know, rocky and stuff like that. And so I think that adds to some of that. Mm-hmm. Her, or they're my wife, making long, continuous shots. Right. Mm-hmm. Which That's I love. Like, I love continuous totally cool. fight shots. Um. Oh, there was one movie recently. Well, oh, Bullet with, Train. With, with, oh, with Bullet Train. Oh, yeah, Bullet yeah. Tra- Bullet Train yeah, was, Bullet really Train was pretty. But no, but there was this other movie. Uh, the, that, not the Chris Hemsworth movie? Because I heard there was like a 20-minute one take or maybe one that's shot. what i'm thinking because there was there was one really? that was pretty epic recently yeah so i want to try and find that yeah i think it's on netflix i think it's, yeah. it's the second he did two of them maybe it was some jack Ro- I, yeah I, there's this one that was very i don't even know what what movie i'm thinking but i i know i saw it with my husband because i remember we were talking about it for like an hour afterwards you're not talking about gravity no, that, no, 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 no. Like, like, was this a recent epic one? Fight scene. Oh, light scene. Okay. Daredevil season one did a really good job of that. Oh, I just got to remember like what, what all movie Cause like we've only probably seen six movies in the theater in the last like five or six years. Remember oh, okay. when ER would do live episodes where mm-hmm. it was <laughs> literally. Yes. I do remember that. Walking through with one camera the whole time. That was amazing. Yes. Yeah. I do. Yeah. That's not Transformers but, though. But, but no, but I, I didn't have any problems following the, the, the fight scenes but i and i but i wonder if again going into this movie i have a sense of the characters mm-hmm. even though they, they look different than what they looked in the animated like i clearly know who optimus prime is versus megatron you know like so i have a sense yeah. of them so maybe that was why i, I didn't have any problem following I bet I you that people that had a problem following the action in this film probably would say the same thing about other Michael Bay films. Yeah, I mean, that, mm. that is a criticism of Michael Bay is that his action is too chaotic. I personally, I, I'm trying to remember it because it's it's hard. Because I've seen this movie so many times. There's one that I just like, now that I like found it again, I'm like, I want to I wanna like just have it on so I can just like watch certain parts. But I don't want to go back to it. So I don't remember if the first time I saw it, if I had no. that issue. Now, does he edit his films? Because that's a big part of it, too, is I how think... a film is edited is part of that. And and and, some t- and they can keep that artistic sense through the process, of course, you know, whatever <laughs> the director desires. And oftentimes I know directors are a part of that editing process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wonder. Yeah, I get the feeling that he that he edits. Hmm. Yeah. I do know is what I want, what I'm really dying to do. Is go back and watch the 1986 movie, the 1986 right. anime. Yeah, we should sometimes do like a comparison and just like watch that one too. But I so I do have one science question, and we can go wherever science. else we want to take it because like, this is a thing I know. Okay, Autobots, Decepticons, Transformers, not they realistic. don't exist. The concrete thing I've got to know is because like the way the the guy with the mustache, the sec- which he's like the perfect person to deliver all the. By the way, this is what really happened on that mission. Um, 
But when he's talking about how the dam was built and they're like, we put it, we buried it here because it was under like 35 feet of concrete, Mm -hmm. preventing anything or anyone from scanning. And I'm like, well, if people are advanced enough to come to Earth, would they not be able to scan through concrete? Like, I'm pretty sure the Enterprise could scan through it. Um, I'm dying to know. Not if it's the right kind of rock. Right. You know, okay. Times I mean, if it's, when they, you yeah. know, the right mineral or whatever is down there, they can't scan through. But so now, putting it under thirty. Uh, let's see. Where, where where do I even go with this? Yeah. Putting it under. <laughs> Just throwing it out <laughs> there. Is, again, who like who are they? Don't know what they're. Who are they trying to prevent from scanning anything? And did did they actually say that that that's what they why they did it is to prevent? Yeah. So there's like one part when which I will say to the audience like I cannot think about the Hoover Dam without thinking about this, and I'm so <laughs> mad I didn't listen to the score of this film when I was at the Hoover Dam last year. But the when so when they're <laughs> landing, and a uh, guy with the mustache from Sector yeah. 7 is walking them through the chamber. He's like, yes, President Hoover built this in 1935. I remember and, them saying that. Yeah, and it was like, and we put this, buried, and it was decided to bury this under however many feet of concrete so that no one or, like, no one or something well, or whatever couldn't scan for it. But it was, was it no one else on Earth or no one... Exter- I that's I guess what I'm saying. They were saying they were basically treating it like no other aliens could come along oh, okay. and scan for it. Yeah, and I'm like I, that doesn't seem like I can see the logic. Like I mean, it's a good precaution, but yeah. he said it with such confidence. Like, like there's no way that no matter how advanced the species no, is, you yeah. can't possibly scan through the concrete. So, so the way, um, the whole electromagnetic. So the electromagnetic spectrum is electromagnetic spectrum and yes a lot of concrete will block a lot of stuff but can someone develop technology around that it's t- who, who knows and that's part of it because there are other things beyond like if you talk about quantum things so but yeah so there's no way for anyone to know even today will a pile of cement prevent an extraterrestrial who has managed to cross the galaxy to get here. So they obviously have developed amazing advanced technology to do that. Can they, do they have other things? There's yeah. no way for them to know, but doesn't people necessarily sometimes, mean they would have those same, right. You know. But people sometimes, especially in situations like that, tend to say things with conviction and confidence, yeah, that's whether true. or not it's true or not. Especially when a writer is writing it mm-hmm. for this fake yes. character. Yes. Yeah, yes. that is also no true. Film. Yes. But people in real life will say things with confidence and certainty. Absolutely. And they can still be wrong. So yep. <laughs> I got a six-year-old boy, soon to be seven, that has said some ridiculous things that were mm-hmm. just totally false, scientifically, yep. historically, every yep. which way. Yes. And with such strength and passion mm-hmm. of conviction and yet he's dead wrong yep. and i'll have to i'll have to think chris i'll, I'll think and yeah. maybe next podcast bring some bring a couple quotes to you but oh i got a good one from recently because yeah. you know so here on the yeah. the east coast we've been having the haze coming down from the fires in canada and i had to i could not convince my almost five-year-old that what he saw in the sky was the sun he was convinced it was red therefore it was mars <laughs> I, and I could not convince him otherwise. Like, no, that's the sun. He's like, but it's red. Mm-hmm. It is Mars. 
He's like, but no, Mars a little dot, soul further. He's like, that's the sun. I'm trying to explain to him. Nope, he would not not listen to me at all. He he knew Darn. that was Mars. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So okay, I get, you know, I actually do have one more question, and then we can okay. go over um, another science question. Like, this is yeah, this is more for <laughs> you, Adina. Like not like, is this possible? But this is also, I guess, Brian, you can answer this too. How, as a scientist, someone, you know, you work closely with NASA and mm-hmm. a lot of our technology comes from developments that NASA has made. How does it make you feel when they say, oh, by the way, also, not only are these aliens and have they been here for a long time, but all of our tech has come from uh, Megatron? Oh, it's just, again, like, it's, it's, a, it's a ridiculous, no, like... no, because I know it's a movie. Yeah, because okay. yeah, no, it's a movie. So no. Yeah. Wait, this film isn't yeah. based on historical events. Yeah, I think it is. Sorry to tell you, but no. <laughs> I think it's real. No, so that's because again, it's a movie. No, that <laughs> yeah, doesn't bother movie. me. Yeah. Now, in real I, life, if that were to happen, I I would just be like, what? What? You know, like I don't know how I would process yeah. that. But it's a movie, and it's a, so no movies don't that that doesn't bother me. That wouldn't like. Yeah, no. it wouldn't be like no, oh, that's I... so ridiculous that it doesn't make sense. Right, I think well, we've, I think or... we all accept for the most part that probably there is technology that is being used that would absolutely blow our minds that they're waiting to release because they've got. I mean, we're even just in the tech industry; they've got stuff years in advance they're they're working on, um, but they got to pull it out slowly because they want to sell this other stuff they've worked on too right and so i think that's true I, I mean i heard a general one time get on a television show and talk about tech the army has the military has that just is absolutely crazy um so i you know they 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 got a lot of cool tools and toys for yeah. sure but you know it's not coming from from aliens from our friends although yeah. maybe it is who knows we yeah know I, mean, I was sure. just curious i didn't think it would be offensive but i just say absolutely for sure it's not happening that way we don't know no, but i like Meg, to believe Meg, Megan, Mars. the way megan fox was treated in the movie is way more offensive oh yeah for <laughs> sure definitely 100 <laughs> percent. it doesn't get better until and then she leaves and then they treat someone else really badly in the third one hmm. maybe i don't want to watch the third one uh, I really, I want to go back and watch the animated one. That's what I really. Yeah, that's go what back I and watch the animated one. I feel like, yeah, again, because you already mentioned, it's like, yes, I would say if you really want to, maybe the third one could be something we talk about. But there's so much other content that's out there that we need to focus on. Oh, and when I was looking up the animated movie the other day, <clears throat> I saw there's a a listing of an animated 2024. Oh, which that I would be very interested in there's seeing. All, seeing what there is all kinds of television shows produced in the last 10 years that are on Netflix of Transformers cartoons. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I've watched some of them with my kids and they're pretty good. Like they're very entertaining. Um, so check those out too. Yeah. Any final thoughts about the film Transformers? I, you Michael know, Bay classic from 2007. Can, can I just say this? This uh, I, I would rather watch this a million times than watch Moonfall again. Yeah, me too. Um, sure. So, I, I, you know, I think I think this film has a lot in it that's pretty cool. And I, you know, will will it? You called it the Michael Bay classic. I, I, I would don't hesitate. I'm, I'm, yeah, I know. I I know what you're saying. Uh, but I, you know, I'm probably never going to call it a classic, even 
whatever. But it's I think watching it again, I was pleasantly surprised, Chris. It, this was fun rehashing this and our conversations tonight was fun too so thanks for suggesting this film i think if you haven't seen it in a while go see it yeah it's a fun i like it and My look for all the is, white teeth all the ridiculously yeah, white look, teeth and listen to the score for listen to the score look for the white teeth and compare it to a disaster movie because i love the autobots <laughs> but i like like it follows all the same disaster beats which i always find mm, interesting fun, especially yeah. at the beginning with the slow build-up yeah. um but yeah i always have fun with it I think you just have to go in knowing that this is not a masterpiece. This is just a fun mm-hmm. blockbuster summer yeah. movie. Yeah. Eat popcorn yeah. and uh, then forget about it and watch something else. Well, what we didn't talk about today, <laughs> excuse me, was the actual like plot of. The, oh, we didn't even get to the plot of the Autobots and Decepticons and what's actually the actual. We didn't actually talk oh, about the science geez. fiction of the robots. Oh, do we still have time? (laughs) I feel like like Mrs. Robot over here, Chris. I feel like this is all her fault. I feel like she should have brought the 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 Miss Robot Galaxy series should have brought us back around sooner. Uh, Sorry, 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 but I I did at least somewhere. But yeah, we talked about a little bit. Alien robots. Yeah, I think the plot (laughs) was as good as any other action film. For what it, I, it's, I, Chris, I liked it. I thought it was fine. It was classic good versus evil too going on. Who doesn't like that? You know, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was easy to follow. You have the cool cube. You have, for me, I love the connection between um, the robots and uh, his. Uh, oh, that's another Star Trek character. Uh, the grandfather, the great grandfather, who's an explorer, he plays the Klingon in Star Trek Six, who owned the, the prison warden. Oh yeah, and he's okay, like okay, the, okay. he's that guy. He's also in Star Trek two thousand nine as uh, the guy that Spock is basically like, yeah, live long and prosper. You know, when he <laughs> with, with the, the prison finger. warden, he's the guy. You know, you come out to the surface and you will die. Die. Okay. It's like you work that bad. Guy. No, work well and you will be treated well. Work badly and you will die. You will die. Okay. That yes, guy. that guy. Um. Plays the, I can't think of the name now. Witwicky something. Witwicky the the explorer. Archibald Witwicky the yeah the grandfather great great grandfather great grandfather. So I I liked all yeah. that stuff and I thought for me it was easy to follow because I find the other ones become too complicated. Mm-hmm. Whereas this had the nice element of there's the family connection, but also I'm always a sucker for alternate history. Where it's like remember this historical event. But did you know there were Transformers there the whole time? Or the whole, uh, <laughs> like, I think X-Men did it well, where it's like, oh, the JFK bullet, that was that was Magneto's doing. Mm-hmm. So, like, all that stuff uh, is cool yeah. to me. I like that well, stuff. It was fun. Well, I, I am looking forward to, now that I see this 2024 movie, it is taking place on their home planet. Oh, so yeah. this is going to there's going to be an animated movie in 2024 that takes place. It says an origin story set on Cybertron, home of both the Autobots and the Decepticons. So I'm in. OK. You know, yeah, because I don't know if we get Cybertron in the movies. We got it like in the first one, we get a little bit of the backstory, but we don't get. Yeah, we don't really get anything on Cybertron. And I, I don't know what movie they're on now. I know the previous one was about King Arthur. This mm-hmm. one's called Rides of the Beasts, I think. Rides of the Beasts, and there was dinosaurs in one of them. So it's like, it's so convoluted, but I don't believe we get Cybertron. Hmm. 
in the other so ones. Cyber, so I don't, and it was one of the reasons I want to go back and watch the 86 movie, animated movie that had Leonard Nimoy uh, in it. Cause it was also, it didn't take place. I don't think it took place on earth and it had Cybertron in it. Uh, so I don't really, I don't really remember it other than mm. I, I have a fond, you know, I, I just have that fond feeling, but I don't really remember it. So I do want to, I do want to gotcha. go back and watch it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what else. What did we do? We cover. We covered the plot. Like it's a very, like again, yeah. not too complicated. It's pretty it's, simple. Yeah. But alien robot, alien robots. alien robots <laughs> that transform. Yeah. Every day, Into- all day. Let's go. And then also that I think is also the other element that I love too is the fact they learn our language, and that there's like yes, we consume, we learned that we did everything, or we learned everything from the internet, and mm-hmm. so all their cultural references is all internet. Mm-hmm. It's all there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I guess there is. It really isn't much else to say about that. <laughs> Except. Okay. Actually, I wanted to ask. Sorry. This. I keep thinking of more things. One thing I love that I thought was that I didn't catch until watching it this time is that Earth is terrified. Obviously, of the Transformers, they don't want more Decepticons coming their way. So was Optimus Prime? <laughs> was he allowed to just send out a message saying, "Hey, we're here, everybody." Come check us out. You can find us third planet from the sun, <laughs> Milky Way galaxy. Yeah, that was ki- yeah, that, that was kind of um, interesting. Yeah, I, I thought that was a little weird too. But you know, I, I I don't know what to say about that. It was a little bit weird, but I, I'm assuming that he's thinking there's really just Autobots out there, not Decepticons that that's the only thing is like that's the only but can he control all the autobots because even there was the one autobot who was just like can we just kill the humans can we just get rid of the parents and optimus had to keep being like hey you can't kill the parents yeah but i feel like that (laughs) was yeah well it's that one line theory theory adina you've talked about in the past Mm -hmm. is they needed something to progress yes. the Decepticons coming to Earth. And so it was yes. in a line. You know, mm-hmm. that line was much faster than a whole scene of yes. how, you know. And, and, and it's it... a cool speech and the music mm-hmm. works and it's a really cool way to end the movie. But it's like, that's really irresponsible. Well, but now the good thing, I guess the good thing is in the second movie, this is one of the good things is, the humans and the thing is like, dude, you did that. And we didn't agree, you know, we didn't agree to that. This is our gosh darn planet. And so it was kind of good that they didn't let it slide yeah. entirely. They or they didn't let it go or they didn't ignore it. You know, they did kind of address it and say, you know, <laughs> we don't entirely trust you because look at what you just did. And you didn't ask our permission to do that. This mm. is our planet. So, you know, so there, there's that, which. Okay. So they good. do a good job of like, so it yeah. seems like they do a good job of, hey, let's acknowledge that we did this uh-huh. thing. Like I do not. Yeah. Re- I gotta. I gotta rewatch the second one. But there's other stuff to no, watch. You know, yeah, there's other stuff to watch. Don't do yeah. it, Chris. Don't do it. But also, there's the parachute joke, which was funny, where they're like, "There's that one jerk who works for the military or the government, and Josh Dumel is trying to give him instructions, but it's very loud, so the guy can't hear what he's saying as they're about to jump out of a plane." <laughs> that part was funny. <laughs> that was that was the one redeeming part of the movie. Okay. <laughs> well, I would say in that whole vein of there's so much else to watch and given that you just brought up the whole alternate history and liking alternate history stuff mm-hmm. so remember when we talked to the okudas yep. 
recently mm-hmm. and they were like watch for all mankind it was really yeah. good so i am most of the way through season one. Oh my gosh you guys do need to watch it so we can okay. talk about it is that apple, apple tv apple tv okay i gotta find i know i have a, a, a trial somewhere worth it to binge, <laughs> need to worth do it it. To binge this <laughs> yeah and then also silo and foundation because there's a lot of good oh, foundation is what i really want to get into yeah oh severance is the name of the show that I was talking about. Oh my last god, you were time. you were the third person to bring up Severance in three days. Like at least yeah. once a day for the last few days, someone has been bringing up Severance. Oh my goodness! I just have one thing to say though to all of our listeners: mm-hmm. watch more Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they do. <laughs> all right, I hope I have spoken more. my mind. But also, I need to watch something like yeah, yeah. I want to get into like a, a, another show that I'm like heavily into. That's not necessarily crime procedural. So for all mankind, for all mankind, be, yeah, yeah, mm. yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and in the guise of watching more Star Trek, watch it in Italian. As another dimension to watching, I'm Star very Trek. curious about this. Where are you right now in TNG? Because I know well, you said you were honestly. I am. Hop- I'm hopping around episodes because I'm watching the one. So I'm. I'm watching. Star Trek in Italian. So Parent Plus, they have it dubbed in like a pile of different languages. And because I'm trying to learn Italian, I'm doing that. But I'm hopping or I'm really not rewatching from beginning to end because I'm watching episodes that I know really well. Mm, right. But I really want that. That to. Yeah. But I want to go from beginning to end. And I'm really disappointed that they don't have the movies dubbed because I, I know in terms of knowing the exact dialogue, I know two three and four way better than even any episode so i i'm really sad they don't have the movies but hmm. but yeah it's a great way to learn a language if you know star trek really well then just try that watch it in the original italian, <laughs> <laughs> the original italian. and that's a reference to a joke that steve made in our group chat about yeah. watching star trek in the original german yep well which is which well, is a reference, a reference to, back to, to, to the to original Klingon. yes well, I just mean yeah. the reason you brought it up was because yes. I, I'm assuming yes. because it's fresh, because it's yes. Steve's coming. I'll just yes. say that Steve made that fa- that quote popular, not General Che. <laughs> <laughs> it was Steve. Yes, indeed. Mr. Steve with the red nose traveling through Europe. All right. Yeah. You know what, Chris? Thanks for having us watch. You know what, Chris? Thanks for having us watch Transformers. It was a lot of fun, man. I'm glad you guys liked it. Or I'm glad that Brian, you seem to enjoy it. Dean, I'm glad that you you worked through it. <laughs> you survived it. <laughs> not, no, no, it's not that bad. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that yeah. bad. It wasn't which that is, bad. Which is good. Like I've compared to some of the other movies we watched, like Moonfall. Yes. And if you're if you are involved in Moonfall and you listen to our podcast, I'm really I'm sorry. sorry. We we like uh, we like we love you. About we that. respect Ev. We respect Ev. Not everything is going to be a home run. No, yeah. and we know that in most move, like in almost yeah, in all movies, it's like there's a lot of hands that mm-hmm. go into making a movie. So yes, a lot of times even the directors don't always get what they want. Yes. Poor but, William Shatner. Yeah, I would love. I would like Star to Trek see an also re- reality version of Star Trek five where shatner gets to like do everything that he wants even though i actually like five a lot but that is a topic for another time and not for today so thank you everyone for this very fun discussion it was fun talking about transformers and not talking about the plot for a very long time uh it's, it's always good talking about that stuff and 
I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. If you have any questions or comments or you want to write in to tell me what you think about people's teeth in Michael Bay films or you have uh, topic suggestions, you know, hit us up on our email, check us out on our Facebook group and just stay connected. So thank you, everyone. It's been a lot of fun and we shall see you next time.